So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. I'm gonna answer some questions. And I hope they're relevant, I hope they're important, and I hope that you're gonna like them, basically, as well. But yeah, there's gonna be more of the, the intro, as always. As every day. Because uh, this is what I'm doing, and this is what I like to do, and this is what I am gonna do, hopefully, in the future, as well. But yeah, um, check out the description. It is important, it is necessary, it makes sense. I would appreciate it. But we're going to go straight into the questions uh, that I'm having here on Reddit. Um, I might also go through some Quora questions later on because they are completely different. I think on Quora it is most often just some questions that I am 100% going to be uh, an, an answer to or going to have an answer to. But when it is about Reddit, it often is something like, okay, you know, I am this and that and I have never ex experienced something like that. And this is then something that's not really easy to explain and or to just answer because I haven't been in this position yet and therefore I don't know. But yeah, anyway, let's go. How to improve on long-lasting relationships? I think that, first of all, I do think everything starts with just... I mean, like, well, yeah, meeting somebody and, and like all these things. But I think considering whether you should actually be in a relationship with somebody rather than just jumping in and out of relationships mindlessly is a good idea. But not only just in terms of your happiness and your health and your whatever, but also just considering the other person's health and the other person's thoughts and feelings. Because... I mean, you can break hearts and you can make somebody really feel bad. And it is just not something that has to necessarily be there, you know. And I think just you're maximizing the potential to do something like this if you're just in a lot of relationships with a lot of people that you might not even be that interested in. You know, if you're just, for example, feeling like, well, I could do that because why not? I mean, yeah, think about the other person a little bit more. On the other hand, there is a book called Five Love Languages. And I'm actually going to show you since I can. This is a good thing. Five Love Languages. Languages. So that I'm also able to give you the author. Um, Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. I guess. I've only went through a summary of it. But it basically tells you the five different love languages, which means what is important for some people. Um, I actually can show you or say you, there are five love languages. Words of affirmation, which might be, okay, uh, thank you, and I appreciate you, and I just really love you. Like, words, I guess. There's actually, like, we're gonna have a look at this. Acts of service, doing something for somebody, what it is, helping them, uh, doing something for them in just before they, they have to do it in terms of like, okay, I'm going to help you. I'm going to do this so that you don't have to do this anymore. Then receiving gifts. I, I do actually wonder how many or what percent of people are really like what type of love language. I would really be interested in that. So receiving gifts, quality time and physical touch. These are the five love languages. And I do just realize since I think the last time I went through this was probably, I don't know, like 
at least a year ago. Like really at least a year ago. Really, really, really. And uh, I, I didn't really believe and I didn't really think of it being so close to each other. Like words of affirmation, physical touch, receiving gifts. Like this is something that... I mean, a lot of people want to have and a lot of people are interested in. Like, it is not something... I mean, certainly you can tell, you know, you, you can't say that, okay, this person wants to have that. This person would like to, to have this one, you know, because we all, tend to, we all tend to just certain things. We all, you know. But, uh, but yeah. But let's see, because I've actually found an, a picture here. Love language... Uh, which love language, then how to communicate, actions to take, and things to avoid. The words of affirmation, encourage, affirm, appreciate, empathize, listen actively. Uh, not actively, but actively. Actions to take, send an unexpected note, text, or card, encouraged genuinely, genuinely and often. The last thing is, which is things to avoid, non-constructive criticism, non-recognition, or appreciating effort. Not, oh, not appreciating effort. Well, yeah, definitely, you know, definitely, definitely, definitely. If somebody just really is into words of being, well, actually also, as I'm thinking about it, what is it? What's the word? Well, anyway, physical touch. How to communicate non-verbal, use body language and touch to emphasize love. Actions it takes, hug, kiss, hold hands, show physical affection regularly, Make intimacy a thoughtful priority. And things to avoid. Physical neglect. Long stints without intimacy. Receiving affecting affection coldly. Oh yeah. Receiving gifts. What you should be doing in terms of communication. Thoughtfulness. Make your spouse a priority. Speak purposefully. Actions to take. Give thoughtful gifts and gestures. Small things matter in big way. Express gratitude when receiving a gift. And what to not do, forgetting special occasions, unenthusiastic gift receiving. Yes, but I mean, like, should you play it? Should you act like you're enthusiastic about something? I don't really think that this is also the right thing to do. Quality time, uninterrupt, uh, uninterrupt and, uh, and focused conversations, one-on-one -on -one time is critical. Create special moments together, uh, take walks and do small things with your spouse, Weekend getaways are huge. Distractions when spending time together. Long stints without one-on-one -on -one time. Which is the last thing is always what you should not be doing. Then the last one is acts of service. Use action phrases like, I'll help you. They want to know you're with them, partnered with them. Do chores together or make them breakfast in bed. Go out of, uh, go out of your way to help alleviate or elevate, alleviate, whatever, their daily workout. Workload. Not work out. <laughs> and the last one, what you should not be doing is making the requests of others a higher priority, lacking follow through on tasks big and also small. Yeah. So I think that this is actually kind of something to think about because we all are something and we all tend to be more of something or, or more of one of these five ones. And yeah, just figure it out and try to then uh, deal with it, I guess. I think it's just a good thing. The next question. I have 50k saved, which is pretty good, by the way. No particular skill or education. What type of business can I open and be successful at? Well, the problem that I have seen there is that, first of all, having 50k saved is amazing. 
really is. You know, not a lot of people are able to do it and not a lot of people are actually also going to do that. Even though it's uh, truly something that makes sense to uh, save a particular amount of of your uh, of your loan or of the money that you're just earning, like a, a certain percentage of that, like it just truly makes sense because there is maybe going to be t- difficult times, there is maybe going to be whatever, which then just makes sense. On the other hand, it is, yeah, I mean, the, the problem that I'm seeing there is that if you're not having a particular skill or education, then, I mean, we all have interests, you know, and in the end, you're going to have to basically accumulate those uh, those skills or the education and whatnot, but actually only going for something, what type of business can I open and be successful at? Like, I think this is like the, uh, it's first of all, very selfish which is probably not going to work out that fine because most often there is actually something that uh, that we can do to help other people. You know, whatever it is all about having a fitness studio only for women because there is a lot of women in your town and they just also want to work out or something like that. Like we do just really have to see an, a reason to do something, I guess. You know, we really have to see like, uh, what is it called? Request first of all, or maybe, and like, yeah, you know, it shouldn't necessarily be selfish, but I mean, like, of course, there's always going to be a selfish, selfish part in this whole equation of having a business, like always, and it's not necessarily something bad, really not, like, it's human beings, I guess, but on the other hand, it's like, it makes sense, and I think it also just makes sense what I said just before, but something else that I also think, thought about, I think what type of business is not that important. It just totally comes up to what you're willing to do. And, 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 and I mean, just besides the whole thing, like it also comes up to what you're just trying to do. I mean, if you're just willing to have a business because this is what you think is the fastest way to wealth, then I don't know. I mean, you're having 50K in savings. If you're just doing the exact same thing as you've done with the 50K, unless it's been, uh, it's been, uh, what is it called? Like when when some of your relatives die and then you're just getting it, this is what I mean. If this inherited, yes. If if this is what it is, then yeah, it's difficult. But I don't know if it's a, if a business is necessarily going to be the best way and also the fastest way because I think that this person is really going for the fast way. Unfortunately, you know, because it's going to take some time, and um, I don't know if it's just the best way. I don't know if. Uh, having a business and, and making a business and, and going for a business is just the best thing to do. I don't believe in it. I don't necessarily believe in it. But yeah. But yeah, but yeah. But also on the other hand, like if it is your first business, then it's probably to a relatively high percent it's going to fail. At least in the, in the first few quote-unquote acts, I guess. You know, at least this is what a lot of people said. I have heard a lot of people saying that because it's not easy. And it's certainly also not for everyone. Certain people are talented at this whole business thing. I am not, I guess, I'm an artist and or an athlete. But I'm definitely not just, I'm also not good with with numbers, I guess. Maths is actually something that I'm trying to learn and also that I'm having to learn. And I'm also trying to figure that out and trying to figure this whole basically language out. Which is truly something that I had to think about the past few days well basically yesterday and the day before because i have to learn it for an exam that i'm gonna have in i think two weeks or something or one and a half weeks now but i 
I know that there are concepts and I know that I can understand these concepts or try to understand these concepts, but I think it is just more about the way that I'm learning it or trying to learn it compared to um, to it being difficult or rather than it being difficult. Well, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move to the next one. Is job security typically a concern with startup companies? I actually guess, so. like, I don't know. I certainly don't know, but I, but I think, I think, like, I mean, like, it would make sense. You know, let's put it like this. It would make sense. Then this is a post that we might go through it. We might have a look at it because there is some some interesting things there. Uh, how can I stop seeing suicide as a future option? By having a life that is better than dying. Because most often suicide is a way to, is a better way than living or is a better option than living. And if living is better than dying, then you're not going to just uh, think about dying or killing yourself it's actually relatively simple but in the end it's not easy because it's, it's now going to be easy when it is about suicide and depression and all these things blog makes 100k per year but i have little motivation to work on it and i feel very guilty about it that's quite insane i feel incredibly guilty that i have uh, that i've run a blog that makes 100k per year but i have an incredible hard time putting time and effort into it these days i currently work on my website full-time well, I don't have another job, but I don't put 40 hours into the site either. The site has been around for eight to nine years, and most of the content is fairly evergreen, so it does well with Google. <laughs> Writing new content feels like a slog at this point, but I feel guilty that I have this asset that generates a lot of income with relatively low effort. I really don't want to sell it as it feels like my baby. It is also partially personality-driven, so that drives down the value to a third party. I've also considered getting other people to write, but I have no idea how to approach that. I'm also less than a year out from a divorce, so I still feel blah, but I was feeling this way about my website before the divorce as well. Well, I mean, this person certainly doesn't care about the money. You know, this person suddenly, or, or just probably has enough money. On the other hand, do what Tim Ferriss did. Tim Ferriss is really good at automating and, and maybe reading the four-hour work week might be a good idea because it, it basically is all about this. This is like his story. Um, if you don't know, his first business and the business that actually made him quite the money that he, I think that he then used for investing into Uber and Twitter and Facebook and all the other companies that really made him wealthy, I guess, in the end, because investing was a huge part of this. Um but of course, this is also having something to do with skill in the end. Um, but his first company was actually a sports nutrition company. <laughs> something that I've read, I think it's been yesterday or something, is that he was basically selling drugs. <laughs> like literally selling drugs. Like drugs that was or that were not really legal in the United States, but through or because of certain things that he was able to do that were somehow legal and he somehow was able to get them in legally. I don't know what shit was going on there, but he was able to make some money with it. Um, and he was certainly not just doing the wrong thing, I guess. I haven't looked at it, but I think it's it's just been some substances that are illegal by some dumb rules that don't actually make any sense, I guess. I don't know, but certainly everything clean. Like he's an incredible person, really incredible person. Um, but he automated everything, you know, he can just take himself out. And he was also able to take himself out with his nutrition company. 
And I think this is certainly something that you can do as well with the blog. Um, there are freelance writers and they are probably going to write for you and they're not going to just take 100k per year, but they're probably going to take like, I don't know, a quarter of it. And by doing this, you can, or by actually having a full-time person working on that, you're going to probably even make more money by making more content, I guess, I assume, as I'm just thinking about it. So you could, but I mean, 100k per year with a blog is pretty insane. Really, really. Image, focus on what really matters to you. A society grows great when old men plant trees whose shade they know they shall never sit in. Greek proverb. Son, one day you will appreciate the truly important things in life. I don't fucking get it. (laughs) I really don't. Should I feel bad about it? Well, I actually should not, but I... Well, right now I'm doing cold email. Better ways to reach out to startup CEOs. Calling them, maybe? I don't know if this is better. I don't know if they're having some secretary or some shit. A great Seneca quote. We suffer more often in imagination than in reality. Which is definitely the case. P.S. Christopher Walk. Definitely. Like, yes, we are doing this. Why? Because we think that things are going to be bad in the future. But they're not necessarily going to be bad in the future, which is kind of the quote-unquote problem there, or good thing there. How I reduce FOMO. This is also something that's quite interesting that I've seen. Instead of going on social media to check what others are doing, I'm checking out my photo album to see what I have already done. Uh, FOMO, if you don't know, I've actually also not known, known it, is fear of missing out. How do I get over a depressive episode? I think it's always good to have professional help. I'm young, useless, and selfish. And this is not true. Certainly not. Because, and I think, well, actually realizing this is a huge part of getting better and and and, and just uh, being able to deal with it as well. You know, once you understood that something is going on that should not be going on, then you know that you should that, that you should and also you can do something about this. This is certainly something that I've been talking about in the episode before. Um, but yeah, but yeah, you know, you do just have to think about that. You just have to just, quote unquote, just, I mean, it's not the truth. It's not the truth. It, it might be like something that somebody told you to think subconsciously, not really uh, on purpose. I do not want to say that. Maybe. Um, becoming productive in a literal sense, one method to balancing input and output in your life, life-changing. Well, trying to compile a sort of, uh, here's a bunch of shit to, to take some weight off of you while you're depressed, resource pack, any suggestions for content? Um, eat healthy and do sports. And with that being said, this is probably going to be the end of the episode. I do just want to keep it a little bit shorter because I can, I guess, because why not? I wish you the best health of happiness and also success and also hope that you're going to remind yourself and you're going to be remembered, which basically means your legacy basically means just being a nice person and being remembered as a nice person. On the other hand, I'm having three other questions for you, which are, why are you here? What are you trying to change? And the last one is, what is bothering you the most? These three questions hopefully are going to show you your purpose in life and maybe even a business idea, which is great. Thank you for listening and or watching. I appreciate that. And I'm hopefully going to see you the next time. So maybe even consider subscribing to the podcast and or the YouTube channel. But yeah, going to see you the next time. I at least hope.